0: Welcome back to The Real Revenue Show, where we discuss real business topics that'll help you build and scale any business model. We're your host. I'm Malcolm Bowser. This is Andre Trust. Thank you for being back with us for the new year. We're back. Dre, what's up?
1: What's good, bro? Like, can you can you imagine that, bro? Yeah. We, we, already, we already, you know, we finished up our first section. Uh, I don't know what we're going to call it yet, but let's say season one.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> we finished up season one. And we're rolling in the 22, you know, strong, ready to rock, a good followership. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm excited, bro.
0: Yeah, and uh, as we were talking about, like, you know, practicing what we preached, the first season, the first eight episodes, uh, if you can see, like, the build in viewership and listenership, that was, like, our proof of concept right there and mm-hmm. tells us, like, we're on the right path. You know what I mean?
1: Exactly. Like, following everything that we were saying about. Yeah. You know, being in tune with what's going on and actually putting ourselves out there. So, so that that's dope, man. Yeah, man. I don't, I don't think a lot of the uh, viewers even know that. That first season, bro, was like my first time ever doing anything on camera.
0: Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and I <laughs> feel know, like bro. from episode one to episode eight, it's a clear difference. Like not super clear with like you were bad at anything, with meaning no, like that's okay, bro. I was you, nervous. you're getting more comfortable on camera and on the mic. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was super nervous, bro. Like to be completely honest, <laughs> I
1: was, like, it was very nerve wracking. I'm I'm the guy behind the scenes at all times. Yeah, I'm putting myself. You know, my Instagram is about to start popping up. I'm gonna start right. doing more. I shot my first reel. I saw that. Out. Did I, see that? I, I, I was like, you know, what? Like, you, you <laughs> a little bit more and start trying to partake because I think I'm missing out on a lot of revenue streams by doing that. And got you of, like, help, you know, by getting my name out there that way. So I'm I'm pumped, bro.
0: Got gotcha. you. So, uh, I guess how was like, you know, how how has business uh been going since the new year started?
1: Bro, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I made a couple plays the seven days 7 days into the new year, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Things look very bright. Those. <laughs> Things look very bright. So, I'm going to reap the benefit of those. I'm going to change up my structure a little bit. I mm-hmm. think I'm going to I think I'm going to scale back on a lot of the other portions of the business and I think I want to take everything online. Got gotcha. you. You know, doing this show opened something up for me. I really love to help people, like from the bottom of my heart. You know that you've been around me a long time, so this was the first time I've been able to help a lot of people in in an easier manner.
0: Mm -hmm. At mass, yeah.
1: You give me at mass or at scale, at mass or at scale, it's it's been a lot easier than doing one on one phone calls. I'm only able to help, you know, maybe five people a day, if that. Yeah, you know, my schedule and things like that, Mm -hmm. versus. Being able to help, you know, three thousand people a day—that's so tough to me, man. Yeah. So i so i think I'm gonna—I think I found an excitement in that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I remember you telling me that with building your audience and and how your audience is like a family to you, and how mm-hmm. how in your mind you treat them like a family. And now it makes sense that like you guys are a family, and you're building systems together, and you're building out something large together. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want something like that, bro. I
0: think, and- I think that's the. And you you come to realize like these like the people who are listening to you they they come to trust your opinion on on matters especially if they feel like you're knowledgeable in those areas so you're gonna see it more and more and we're gonna see it more and more you know what I
1: mean I got you how's the new year been for you so far
0: bro just executing just executing like we have a plan we have our board and it's just a matter of sticking to it uh, I've had to tell my team because again we. We like to think ahead of stuff, like, no, one thing at a time, brick by brick, like, like you know, just lay it down. And that's what we've been doing, just executing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, got so, you. I got my partner on,
1: on IG, too, bro.
0: Got you. Oh, wow. I got,
1: I got tellers on it, too. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, man, this is about to be, yeah. you know, we, we have this motto that we kind of mm-hmm. say, once we've made our mind up, it's already done. Got Got you. So like me getting out there, he, him getting out there, us getting out there is a real revenue show. Yeah, because I've moved my mind up; it's already done. Like it's it's just a matter of time now and execution.
0: Tough. So let's come out the gate swinging, man. Let's come out the gate with um, a topic. I think a lot of people are struggling with that right now. We're talking about college and just the if is it worth it on a financial from a financial uh, basis. Uh, I went to college. I graduated from college. You went to college as well. However, we're on both entire spectrums, meaning you didn't have to pay for school. I had to pay for school, mm-hmm. so that puts us immediately starting out at different positions. I think even no matter like what school you went to, like we know you went to the Naval Academy, and that already puts you at a different stage. However, but paying for school, right, and then uh, or rather not paying for school, then coming out with Student loans and stuff like that That kind of warps your mind Into how many options you have You know For freedom You get what I mean? Yeah And as we talk about that Recently There was a story that came out That said uh, I think 24 Ivy League schools Including Yale Georgetown Harvard They're all under investigation right now For colluding With each other So they won't give So they didn't have to give Students You know Incoming students uh, Enough financial aid and to do that, they can, uh, you know, price gouge. They can, uh, you know, jack up their prices along the lines, you know, for all Ivy League schools. And it puts a lot of their students at more, you know, in, in more debt. So when we talk about that, like, actually, when you, like, uh, brought up the topic, I said, wow, this is perfect because that is happening, like, today. That's happening right now, crazy exactly. enough. So in your in your mind, like, is, is college worth it? You know, it's... So
1: I've spent a lot of time on this topic, right? So anybody that knows me or here, like whenever I want to put myself where I'm trying to explain something, I spend hours on a topic, like hours and hours and hours of research, um, whether it be, you know, uh, empirical data or anecdotal. Mm. Right? I spend, I spend both, both ends of the spectrum. In my opinion, bro, there's, there's a couple different pockets that an individual would fit into, mm. right? So I think if you're good with your hands, automatically college shouldn't even be a thing,
0: mm. Mm.
1: right? And it's, and it's because it's like a lot of people misunderstand where business is learned, right? Business is learned by doing business. The truth of the matter, like no matter how high, you know, I know MBA students from Harvard that I run laps around. Mm. Right? And, and that was one of my reasons why I chose not to go get my MBA. I was like, all right, I'm supposed to be going here. Um, and and it's just, it didn't make sense. I was like, I was working with guys who've never, who've never opened a business a day in their life and professors that mm. have never been in the field a day in their life. I'm like, okay. And, and they have instructors. Some of the instructors, like the special guests that are coming in to speak, are non-college graduates. So none of it was making sense. So, so before I skip on that, right? Yeah there's a couple different pockets, right? So when we're looking at this topic, I kind of want to put it, I want to phrase it this way. For an individual that's starting to think about college, you have to think about something called opportunity cost. right? So this is, this is something that's huge. Something that I studied for a while and it, it's in any economic class, you will learn about opportunity cost. but a lot of people don't focus on how important opportunity cost is. Gotcha. Running, a real, running a real scenario, versus one way versus the
0: other mm, okay. so
1: i made up my mind and we even put it in your book like i wasn't going to college but i had to pay for it that was just that was just i just didn't i couldn't i couldn't come to understand why right if you don't have a spec, uh, like a specific job that you care about let's say for be, instance like being a lawyer you i think you have to go that route
0: right yeah yeah okay if doctor, I
1: think you have to go that route right but we're in such a A a different type of age right now, or you know, a different day and age where we have this now, right? Which is the internet, they're coming out with Web 3.0, they're
0: coming
1: with everything decentralized when it comes to crypto blockchain, these type of things, where I can go build a community and make a six-figure salary talking about the things that I care to talk about. Right. Right. So so I would I would preface this, right? What do you what do you think is the average starting salary? If you know,
0: for a person coming out of coming out of college, coming out of college, I would say fifty. Uh, and that might be that might be high. My first my first job, I I was working for the city. I was making thirty nine. that was my first job, and I was twenty two when I first graduated. So I would say forty to fifty thousand a year. Am I in a, and I'm at a ballpark.
1: Yeah, yeah, forty to fifty. Okay. So then, I start to break down that forty to fifty thousand salary, and it's like you can live off of that. But the kicker, though, is it's hard to live off of it when you have debt. Right, you're running in place already. You're already like, oh, yeah. Starting, you know, you're starting way in the back. So for me, I, I went to the Naval Academy. I studied quantitative economics while I was there, which is basically a math degree and an economics degree and an advanced economics degree kind of combined, right? So I was basically running high-level scenarios on data, and my whole life was, okay, let's look at data and and see what we can interpret.
0: Right. So
1: for me, a lot of things are very black and white for me because I'm going to look at the data, and if the data tells me one thing, then I'm going to stray towards that. Gotcha. So I was looking at it, and I'm like, okay, well, a lot of people that I'm meeting are 40, you know, and, and you don't have to say it, so I'm, I'm just ballpark. I was working with one, one young lady earlier this year, and she had student debt from eighty to one hundred
0: and twenty thousand. Oh yeah, mine's is half that, but yeah. So
1: it was it was eighty to one hundred yeah. and twenty thousand. I was like, oh my god.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because
1: because so I'll be honest, I have a bias because I didn't pay for college, so. With the Naval Academy, you serve five years in the military after, and that's your payback for your college time. Mm-hmm. I, I knew these things going into it out of high school, which is why I chose the Naval Academy, chose to be a Marine Corps officer because I wanted that experience and leadership. And I wanted to come out of the military with skills and tangible things that I could do mm-hmm. with, with a degree from a, from a top five school. right? So, so in my mind, that's the route that I wanted to go. And then I asked her, I was like, hey, And I was with her for a while. And this was the one thing that tripped me out. I said, hey, if you and she and I are the same age. So Mm -hmm. I said, if you and I went into a job interview together, who do you think will get the job? She was like, to be completely honest, Andre, from knowing you, you'd get the job. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but I'm not in debt and you're in debt. So there needs to be kind of a medium in how we choose whether or not we're going to take on a debt. because I asked her what her major was and I think it was that was another thing too, like the major catalog. Do you see some of these majors that are out here, bro?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's sure. like,
1: and, it's, and it's no disrespect by any means. I, I don't mean it, right? But in, in the landscape, I don't think a lot of people understand how money is made right? and how economic structures are set up. That's why I chose to do quantitative economics. That was like it's going to teach me the big picture of how money is made, mm. how money gets cycled, the data that goes into it, and, and why money is the way it is. I just don't think a lot of people understand how money, money is made, and they're going into college with parents who aren't the wiser, right? which is like my mom didn't know anything about this. To be honest, I was seeking out information to get it. Had I relied on my mom, my mom would have just... She wouldn't have had me do anything. Mm. It's not disrespectful to her. It's just that wasn't her skill set. She got me as far as she could in life, and I had to take it from there. Right. We have a lot of parents who are none the wiser who think, "Hey, child, you're just gonna go to college, and college is the
0: answer." Yeah. It and especially in our community, it it just seems as like the next like logical step. It, it, you not know, like middle school, high school, college, like it's all one thing. You know what I mean? You don't even dis, You don't even think about the. Other options like you know uh, that can help make that decision more sound. Me- meaning, like I know people who went to community college in the city for the first two years, then mm-hmm. uh, they went to a four year college, but they didn't have to pay for it because in those uh, city colleges or in those community colleges, they were able to get their grades up, earn the scholarships necessary. So, and but what happens is. As a young kid in high school, you're thinking, I'm not going to a community. I just want to go straight to school. I don't care. Like, Let me just take out the loans. Let me just take on the debt. Not thinking about the future. So I, I, I totally agree. There needs to be a different system that we go by when it comes to thinking about these things. So I remember I got into the Naval Academy mm-hmm. and they
1: sent out the major list, but you don't get to pick your major until end of your freshman, freshman year, I believe. Right. But you have a bunch of core classes. And I mean, the core classes, bro, were the worst. I mean, some <laughs> of the hardest classes. Like, think about this, bro. Imagine going to college as an English major mm-hmm. and you have to take thermodynamics with heat propulsion as like your base class or physics one, physics two, physics three, chem one, chem two, um, algebra one, not algebra one, calc one, calc two, mm-hmm. calc three. And then now, like, that's the base. Right. So, so then I'm like, OK, so I get there now and I'm like, OK. Let's let's type some things in here. What are the highest paying jobs? That was like my first thing was like, OK, if I'm going to get a job, I always want to own a business, but I might have to work a job for a while before I can own a business. And every single thing was like engineer coding, mm-hmm. like all of the stuff that was like, all right, this is six figure salaries. Everything else does not make six figures at all. Right. That's not close to it. So I was like, OK, cool. I'm going I'm to be a mechanical engineer. That was my like mechanical engineer or was going to do something with math and economics.
0: Mm.
1: I went back and forth between Mechie and quantitative economics. That's what I narrowed it down to. So as I sit there, I have a bunch of buddies that's like, "Yo, I'm just trying to get through school. <laughs> but it tripped me up. But it doesn't matter that they want to get through school because we don't have to pay for it. But flip side. If you are paying for school. <laughs> You can't just get through school. You need a degree that's going to really translate. Right. If that degree does not translate, you should not be in school. I'm gonna I'm gonna be completely honest. That's just my view on it.
0: No, if listen.
1: That degree translate.
0: Listen, I I um I remember graduating and people, you know, I graduated with an undergrad. They went, they were going like straight to like grad school and things like that. And my first question was just like, is your job paying for it? Like, do you have a job that's paying for that degree? Oh no, you know uh, like i I need this to 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 move up in my field so I can make more or so I can get the job that I actually want to possibly pay this back, and that was just that was hustling backwards in my opinion. I was just like, I, I don't know, and that's why uh grad school never ever appealed to me because I already understood like towards like my junior year, I just kind of understood like all right, I gotta pay these loans back. And then the thought of taking on more loans, especially for something that's really not even guaranteed, because I I understood how the job market was. That's what piqued my interest about entrepreneurship in the first place. I was just like, yeah, I don't I don't trust the job market. I don't trust that I'm gonna be able to make a comfortable living out here and, you know, like what I'm doing. So I wanna at least create something for myself. I might have to work a job at the beginning, which I did. So that was just my kind of thought. But to just like Take on all these degrees just for, I don't know. I think a lot of it is ego. A lot of it is people kind of just trying to delay the inevitable of them having to to come out to the real world. So they just want to stay in school. That happens way more than you realize. School
1: um, is a scapegoat.
0: Yeah, no, that happens a, way more than you realize. Like people just, um, I'm taking, I'm I'm going to grad school, and I'm going, to, to, I'm going to get another master's degree, and I'm just like, all right. No, so, I, I want to make sure that
1: people understand my stance. I don't want anybody to like, mm-hmm. it's just what I'm saying, right? I believe in school and I don't believe in school. I've always been a person that has excelled in school. Mm-hmm. I have personally always hated school. I excelled in school. I did really well in school. Mal could tell you I went, mm-hmm. to, I went to high school and, and with Mal. I always excelled in school, but I always thought it was it took away from my ability to create and it took away from my ability to try to think outside of the box. OK. So for me, I understood that school was always a means to an end. And that means to an end for me was only going to be satisfied if I did not have to pay for it. So whether that means it was a basketball scholarship, a football mm. scholarship, or academic scholarship or a chess team scholarship, I was going to get to college for free, or I was not going to go to college. That was, that was my number one thought process. And when Malk was telling me, you know, when we, when we did the interview for his book, I mentioned that I didn't even, I didn't want to go to college, right? Mm-hmm. It was a failed attempt at a chess move. I was trying to play on one of my mentors and it just happened to work. Right. So I, I want to make that clear that, you know, my stance is that I do believe in school. If you're going for a specific outcome, right. Which is, I want to be a coder. Mm -hmm. Okay, then there's levels to it now. Right. I think that if you're going to go for it, I think that you should go for top notch. So if you're going to go in debt, I'd rather you go in debt one hundred thousand dollars from Yale than go one hundred thousand dollars in debt from from a school that's not a top ten. And the reason is, is because as much as it's petty, that matters. Yeah. It, it matters. It absolutely matters. I don't care what anyone says. Oh, it shouldn't. It's not fair. That's the way the world works, right? There's, there's tougher curriculums. And there's non-tougher t- curriculums. So, you know, I had went... Um, I had met uh, this young guy this like maybe four or five years ago and he had wanted to get into... He had wanted to get into the Naval Academy and I told him, like, bro, if you don't get in, I would rather you sit out a year mm work super hard and then try again next year. And he was like, nah, man, I'm gonna just go to the school, you know, there. And I said, you always have to think about the competitive nature of the market. A lot of people never mention that, Mm. right? Where let's say there's a market of a thousand jobs, right? Just a thousand jobs that's available. Obviously it's going to be more, but let's say, say of real competitive jobs, there's a thousand people, right? You go into that place You're you're not going against the intellect of the kid. You're going against their network. People don't understand that portion. Right. So whenever I'm going somewhere, I pick up the phone. I don't care what it is. I call my mentors and it's like, hey, I'm looking for something in, you know, uh, California with X, Y and Z. Do you have a graduate that can just make me skip the line? Hmm. Like That's the point. Right. So I understood that. I use that to the max. I have our college directory. I I speak to uh, alumni all the time, like hundreds of alumni is just getting my name out there, because the alumni network we got, we had presidents, we have mm. senators, we have governors, we have to see Fortune 500 CEOs. We have all of these dudes went, you know, to the same place that I went, went through the same, you know, plebe summer or pledging process that I went through, um, uh, for the Naval Academy. And these guys understand it. So who are they more likely to pick? Right. That's another psyche is like, if you're going to go for it, I think you might as well go for the gusto, go, mm-hmm. go for the top school, go for the best situation. Because if you don't, then you're going to be competing against the kids who did. That's the one thing that I learned from college. I
0: will say, um, I won't say college is all bad. No, because I, I was um, I, like the point like I would have as well, like just as pushback would be a lot of the times. So this is two points. Sometimes we think of college like, you know, uh, as a society now as just like, you know, you have to go to school because you have to experience it. You 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 grow, you are, your, are on your own, you can party and things like that, you can do those things. But then there's some people who have to go to college because like I have to get away from my neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have to get out of here. So I have to go to college and like, yeah, this school is not paid for, but it is a way, you know what I mean? And I can, you know, find out what I'm passionate about, like, while I'm there. So, there is... It is a real fine line that is not just, like, cut and dry. Like, you're not going to make money, so don't go to that school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it's like, you know,
1: because me and you come from the same background, it's like, that. that's our story. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, we we got to get out of here immediately. Like, I... For me, it was... I was going to make it out of my neighborhood by any means necessary. Right. I couldn't keep doing it. Right. So by that, by that measure, it was either. But I wanted to take it that extra step of like, okay, if I do make it out, if I could get the best scenario, what would that scenario look like? Right. Because in, in my mind. Right. Example. Right. So YouTube. I wish, so I, I was doing YouTube a long time ago. Mm. At first, I saw the utility of it, and then I don't know what happened. I kind of was like, oh, whatever. Right. I just kind of left it behind. But imagine, bro, if we would have started YouTube at, at 16.
0: Right, yeah.
1: And, and it's not to say YouTube is the only thing. I'm just using YouTube as an example. Right. What if, you, what if your, your dad or mom put you into makeshift versions of trade school at 12 and you learned how to plumb from 12 to 16. Then from 16 to 20, you mastered plumbing. Mm-hmm. By the time you were 20, you'd be running a six-figure empire mm-hmm. on plumbing. Six-figure empire on ele- um, electrical. Six-figure empire on anything related to your hands. But then on top of it, right, this is, and, I, and I'll do this with you. I, n- I never actually did this. Ho- hopefully, I don't make a fool of myself. So. <laughs> Go to your contacts real quick. Okay, and then I just want you to scroll throughout your contacts. Okay, and take a guess as to how many contacts are in there.
0: I have like three hundred.
1: My yeah. mine looks ridiculous. Like I feel like I probably got like a thousand people in. Okay. So yeah, this is ridiculous. I'm still scrolling. This is
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I have like three hundred in here.
1: So. With that, right, imagine if from 16 to 25, your sole purpose in life was, I just want to meet 1,000 people. And we've already mentioned that a 1,000 people is a six-figure income. It could even be a million-dollar income. Yeah, on a yeah. People, right? So the opportunity cost of that is like, if you're going to go to college, get a degree in something that from a job market standpoint or a business standpoint does not make sense. I think you're better off skipping college, focusing on something that you're really passionate about, Mm. making a name for yourself in that market space, grinding it out, getting to a core 1000. Yeah. Learning business as you go, man. And I think, I think that's a W in life. So (laughs) Gary V mentions that a lot and I didn't get it until maybe last year. Cause I was like, why does Gary Vee keep telling people to be an entrepreneur? I'm like, bro, entrepreneurship is very difficult. It, that's a lie to think that everybody could do that. That's
0: a, yeah, um, it, yeah. And I don't want to. That's not the message. It's like, I want to push. Like, I don't want to say like, oh, quit your job. Oh, I don't go to school. Like, just do it on your own.
1: It's it's very difficult. Yeah, entrepreneurship is very difficult. And and for a lot of people, I think you should. And that's why I'm like, I wanted to make it clear in the beginning. It's not that I don't believe in college. Right. I, that there needs to be a means to an end that you define. And if you don't define that end, then you're going to end up in a lot of debt. But I listened to Gary Vee again and what really got me was he's like, man, the average starting salary is forty to $50,000, let us say. The high point. Most mm. people make at the top of their career. The average person, like the 98 percentile, makes 80000 at the height of their career. He's like, bro, you can do 30 years off logging the same work and doing X and being in it and, and it sucks for 50 to 80,000, or you could do something that you really truly love. Like, let's say you love comic books,
0: mm-hmm.
1: bro, just going as hard as you can to become the guy for comic books. And it's like you, you might only make 50 to 80, but you were gonna make 50 to 80 anyway.
0: Mm. Okay, that's so might, I like that. I like that so aspect of it. Up, yeah.
1: It, 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 it doing something that you truly deeply care about. Yeah, I like that perspective. It, it, it doing something that you truly don't like, and that was my that made me switch my thought process on no. what he. Because at first I just thought he was saying it, it was easy and everybody could do it.
0: I like that Which, perspective. Actually,
1: if Gary V ever saw this, that wasn't. <laughs> the day, I, was just, I was just dissecting your words, man. I love you. Just just let me know if I could ever be on your show one day. We, we, yeah. We get um. But I guess those are my major things because how can you get ahead? Hmm. So if we run that a scenario, right? So I'll let I'll let you pick out a number. Okay. Of how much the average debt number is, and we'll use that.
0: I think the average debt is around, uh, f- I'm gonna say fifty to eighty. 50 like eighty. Yeah. How much you think? How much is it?
1: So I, I, I'm not sure. I'm just I'm just gonna. Oh, I'm okay, okay, okay. Be, let's just say sixty thousand, right? Okay. Average person is coming out of school with sixty thousand dollars in debt. Yeah. The average starting salary is forty to fifty
0: thousand. And not even talking about the economy and inflation, and you and know, we're
1: not even talking about taxes.
0: Right. That too. So it's forty to fifty thousand.
1: So let's say just say fifty thousand. Right. So fifty thousand after taxes. Let's just say, I don't know, forty. Mm-hmm. Okay. You feel yeah. less or
0: more. Probably a little less. Uh,
1: so let's say thirty-eight. Yeah. All right. So 38, right? How much would you say the average apartment is?
0: Depending on where you are, we're in New York City. Average apartment right now is like 18 to 20, 2,500 a month. Let's just
1: do the 1800 times 12. Bro. And this is what I mean by the sickening nature of it, right? Right. We just just said 38,000 and your apartment alone is 21,600. So 38,000 minus 21,600 before we even talk about anything else.
0: Right. Food, just to have, entertainment, just
1: to, just to have the roof over your head. Yeah. Is that. When are you ever going to pay back the 45,000, much less when are you ever going to have the opportunity to scale up? And actually make money and and bring in money that's going to allow you to invest. Um, uh, Put yourself in in, and put yourself within your dreams and and within reach of your dreams. Right. It almost seems like like it's impossible. Right. So now we're at a point in history where, you know, let's run the opposite example. Okay. And this is what I did. Full transparency. So I came out of. The Naval Academy in 2016, I went to TBS, which is the basic school for officers. It was just sucks, bro. It was six months <laughs> old. We were just like literally just in the woods for six yeah. months. Right? It sucked. But after that, now I, I get to what's called the fleet where I get to like my duty station, which is Jacksonville, North Carolina. Right. And I chose Jacksonville, North Carolina because I knew I wasn't going to stay in the military. Right. And I wanted to set up roots in a place where I felt like I could dominate or a space of the market based on data research I I put in beforehand. I got picked number one for my specific uh, MOS or my specific job. So I had the number one pick of where I wanted to go. And people thought I was crazy because I turned down Hawaii, Okinawa, Mm. Japan. Like I turned down all the best duty stations (laughs) to go to where everyone deemed was like the throwaway duty station. But people didn't look at the market. They were all concerned about, oh, I want to live and have a lot of fun. I want to do X. But... I was like, this market is clearly undervalued. It's by water. Where can you get a waterfront property for $150,000, bro? It's right. possible. Right. Right? So I saw the potential in the space and I was like, okay, I need to get there immediately before other people realize. And now the average property is like 400,000 now. Mm. From when I got here at 150,000 and I bought up real estate at 150,000, right? So I made a lot of money under arbitrage. But when I got here, bro, Instead of living on my own, a bunch of my buddies were like, Yeah, I'm gonna live on my own. It's time to live on my own. I bought a house off rip with my VA loan. Mm. Zero money down because it's it's a benefit for military personnel. I didn't have to put any money down. And then I just rented out the other three rooms. So now I'm living in my house for free. Right. Other people are paying my mortgages and bill bills. So now I'm but I also don't have any college debt, any debt at all. And I'm also making sixty to seventy thousand dollars a year off the muscle with no expenses, and my expenses are like five hundred dollars. Right. So then like, you know, I'm talking about you know, five, five thousand dollars a month that I'm saving. Mm. I did that one for one for one year, that's sixty thousand dollars plus the equity that got bought down in my house, and then I parlayed that into my real estate company and used that. And then now I'm talking about real estate money. While I'm living on 500 dollars a month, receiving five to seven thousand dollars from the Marine Corps, X exorbitant amount of money from real estate, mortgages, property management, all of these stuffs for five straight years, bro. It's the biggest head start on the face of the, yeah. the, the face of the planet. Yeah, I'm hating. I'm hating right now. I'm hating. <laughs> you yeah. see me. So so now it's like, how can we replicate that? How how can we do that again? But a lot of people was like, yo, bro, you can go live with five of your buddies. It it suck. You have no space, you'll feel like, you know, dang, like, you know, I want my own space. You know, I want to be able to do my own thing. But the short term sacrifice is the difference between, you know, it sucks for five years, but then you're free for 40. Yeah. Or it's just going to be an even keeled suck Mm. for 40. Right? It's like you you can pick which one, which choice you want to make. So (laughs) I just I just decided to make that choice early. I just wanted to suck for five years, bro. Like it just sucked. It was dope. I was getting ahead. But man, the hours, not having my own space, not having my own things. I'm just like, yo, I just want my own space. But at the end of the tunnel, it was like, now I'm good. Right. And now like, I'm 28. My life is good and I'm going forward. But I'd rather somebody recreate that, right? If, if they're not going for something specific, specific mm. right? If you know you want to do business, you know that for a fact. I'd rather you be at 18, hook up with a bunch of your buddies, Work a, a slow part-time job. All of you guys pay $400 a pop. Um, you keep your expenses at like $600 a month. You know, work at, work at McDonald's part-time. Work at X part-time. Right. And like maybe half the week. And then the other half of the week, man, you focus on building something and just building traction and credibility. And that's going to put you in a predicament to then after five years, you know, if you're 18, after five years, you're 23. Right. Oh, you're, a baby. you're a baby at 35, honestly. You're a baby at
0: 43. And you know it's crazy. Uh, what I want people to, to realize, that after listening to this, the whole time we spoke about school, we're not talking about what you can learn at school versus what you can learn at home because we've we've talked about the benefit of just you know getting information off the internet, books, and things like that, so you can learn and become an expert in your field or you know you uh, qualified in your field and things like that, except for. You know the obvious the doctors, the lawyers, and stuff like that, but we haven't mentioned like you know uh, the the benefits or the pros and cons versus educationally you know what i mean we just we're, we're talking about strictly financially and if it does if it makes sense or not
1: yeah, because that's where people get caught up at it's like mm. well how am I going to learn things but the truth of the matter is right if you if you if you have something specific you want to do, right? That doesn't necessarily pertain to school. Example, I'll use you, Malk, right? Mm-hmm. So you're in media, right? And that's dope. Like you're building a media empire, which I, I take every chance, by the way, to big up Malk. Because, like, <laughs> he's doing his thing. So every chance that I get, Dang I just always force it. But you're in media, right? Right. Imagine had you been... I'm not sure if you've always wanted to be in media or not. I know you always wanted to be an author. But let's say, for instance, you always knew you wanted to do media. So at 18, what would have happened if you were to reach out to somebody who's in media and say, hey, man, you don't even have to pay me. I'll just show up every day and get you coffee in exchange for just teach me the ropes.
0: Yeah, I, I think honestly, I when did I start? I was, uh, how old was I? I was 20. I want to say I was 23 when I really, really got started, 22, 23. I'd be five years ahead of where I I am right now, because there were mistakes that I that I made along the way. That just learning, learning mistakes, and you know the the learning curve that and skills that I didn't have. And say I'd have had those back then, to now it wouldn't be it'd be nine day, easily, easily nine day. And one more thing that I want to tell people, right, is so for
1: me being. A CEO of companies, right? I also realized that people don't understand how to be employees.
0: Oh, man. Like, that's another conversation, boy.
1: That, that's a huge thing. And we'll go into a conversation on that, right? That's
0: another conversation, but yes. A we'll,
1: whole we'll, we'll another conversation on that. But people don't understand how to be employees and they waived the degree, not understanding that if you knew how to be an employee, the degree wouldn't matter as much. Because I've, I've been in those predicaments, right? If you go ask and talk to any CEO in private, not, not, not the, hey, you know, the political answer mm. that I have for, you know, but if you talk to them in private, right, they would rather somebody come in, be moldable, be ready to work long hours and be a self-starter than have a college graduate come in feeling entitled. Yeah. Any day. Yeah. And they would progress faster. They would do any, like, and... They would get them to the point where if they needed a degree, they would then pay for it. Yeah. Right. Because that was one of the things was like I was getting ready to go uh, just into the corporate world for a couple of years just to do it. I was like, you know, when I was when I was younger, I always wanted to run a hedge fund. That was mm. for some reason. I don't know why, but that was the most baller thing. that I could <laughs> happen, yeah. a hedge fund, I yeah. say I'm going to run a hedge fund one day. I never really. So in my mind, I was always going to do that. So I wanted to go in the corporate world for a little bit. And what really got me, bro, was coming out the gate, the guy offered me like a nice salary. Mm. He was like, hey man, you know, I know you're coming highly recommended. I know you don't have an MBA. Normally, normally guys get MBAs to come work with us. But because you're so recommended and because people, you know, I want to offer you, you know, 175K out the gate. $60,000 stipend for where you Mm. live and, you know, 1% of deals out the gate. And I said, okay, this guy doesn't know me. Mm. I haven't had any real conversations. He's only saying this off just a recommendation from somebody who does know me. Right. So then I go, okay, hey man, to be completely honest, I can't do that. I think, you know, you know, I've been on my own for so long. I don't know if I could just go back into another structure. He just flipped. He was a, hey man, let's stop playing around. What's the price? I was like, what do you, what do you mean? He mm. was like, okay, I'll up it to 250000 give you 70000 on a stipend, and I'll do you know 1.5% of deals that we close, and, and you know our deal sizes. Mm. And I'm like, okay, this guy is willing to offer those things to me because he feels like I can probably bring in 70x that for the company. Why would I not just do that for myself right. personally? Right? So I always want to boil it back down to it always needs to be an assessment for yourself. So, if you believe you're business-minded and that you want to be an entrepreneur at all costs, don't think college is for you.
0: Mm, okay. If,
1: if you want to be in a, in a specific role, like, hey, I want to be a lawyer, a doctor, you know, I want to be a neuroscientist, like so, all of the, the fields that require, I want to be, even coding, you don't even have to go to school anymore. You can go yeah. directly to a company.
0: Yeah, boot camps or like free, free certifications. There's a lot available.
1: You seen what they're doing now? As far as what I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you this to look up and, and all the listeners. So a lot of companies now are starting to create their own schools.
0: That's smart
1: because what they're realizing is that people are going to college and learning nothing about what they're going to be doing. So they're still spending three to four, you know, mm. years catch them up to where they need to be to be an elite person inside. And instead of that, they're just like, hey man, you know what? Just come to our school out of high school. Mm. You'll just mold. you'll know, and what, you you know and what you do. And you
0: know,
1: and then we'll just put you into the workforce and you'll be a better
0: asset to us because you'll you will actually know what man. yeah. Because what a lot of people don't realize is those coding jobs, the uh, digital marketing jobs, like those jobs, they do a lot of training on the job when you get it. You know what I'm saying? Like people think, like, I'm not even qualified for it. And I say you apply. Like you you really have nothing to lose like apply and if you have some stake you know, have some some skin in the game they're willing to work with you and train you on the job because a lot of those positions are really just not filled. And I just want to remind everyone, right?
1: I don't believe everyone's an entrepreneur. I have to continue to say this, right? I think that's far-fetched. I think that would be a lie. I think I would be doing you guys a disservice. Mm-hmm. Right? Having a nine-to-five is not a negative thing the way the internet tries to make it, right? If you hate what you're doing, then that's different. But if you have a nine-to-five that you love and enjoy, love and enjoy it. There's nothing nothing wrong with it. I want you to love and enjoy what you're doing. The goal is to enjoy what you're doing, right? So if college gets you to that point, then it gets you to that point. If it doesn't, then it doesn't. Right. But I don't want people to feel like they're boxed in. I want you guys to ask questions, right? Start looking at it and be like, okay, what's the opportunity cost if I don't go? What does a full scenario look like? And I'll I'll ask people and say, hey, because I love to run scenarios. Right. That's one of of the things that I learned, which, by the way, I use every single thing for my degree almost every day. I I think it was the perfect degree for me to get because (laughs) it it was for business. Right. Which is Wanted to do. So I run scenarios, hypotheticals, all the time. And I, I ask people where I hey, I think you should run a scenario. And it's like, well, I don't know. Well, you can ask. I want to, I want people to get comfortable with just asking questions. Well, I don't know how much the average rent is for the area. Call realtors in that area and say, Hey, I don't know what the average rent is in the area. Mm. Can you tell me the average rents? Can you tell me the average water bill? Can you tell me the average utilities? Can you tell me the average trash bill? Are there, Hey uncle. Hey brother. Hey friend. <laughs> hey Andre offline. Yeah. Do you, do you know some bills that I should be looking at? Right. My buddy, Eric, absolute monster. He does finances. You can, you can find them on my page too. You know, at In the smoker. Like you, you can reach out to these people and say, Hey, especially at a young age, I really want to get to the young audience heavy because they're usher. They're getting ushered into a new day and age. Violently. <laughs> Jobs are not what they used to be. And I want to continue to prepare people for that. High level skills is where things are at. If you do not have a high level skill, you're going to have a very difficult time Mm. in the job market within the next 10 years, right? Which is the ability to, you know, code, ability or the ability to sell too. Mm -hmm. People, uh, I'd even rather people be a realtor than a mortgage officer.
0: I had no idea how much money copywriters make. They Bro. make, they make bread, and that's and you don't realize how much of a skill that is because, like, I have the the right the right sales page can make me a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? So for me to have those words in that order, that need the person who can do that proficiently, they they, they, they that's a bill.
1: I'm gonna pay them whatever they that's, need.
0: To that's that's a bill exactly. It. So, but the thing is, right? The internet is a
1: weird place because. The internet makes everything into a scam, right? Which sucks. It sucks, man. I'll be honest because there's a lot of example, right? Like affiliate marketing. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of, hey, come be an affiliate. It sounds scammy. Yeah. But like, but Credit Karma is an affiliate website.
0: It, okay? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yes. website. They're all, they're all affiliates. The issue is, is that we're so quick to, to villainize everything. Right, And it's like, okay, that must be a scam or that's stupid, it doesn't work. Right. Or, But it's like, who says it doesn't work? Why do you think it doesn't work? I just want people to ask more questions. So I wanted to start off the year with a topic like this because it's almost taboo. Like imagine mm. bringing, hey, I think, I think, and especially since I'm a college graduate, mm-hmm. people will automatically be like, well, you went to college. And it's like, yeah, I went to college for free. Right. So let's not put it around. And anyone who knew me knows I applied to one college. I did not apply to any other school because if I did not get into the Naval Academy, then college was not an option Mm -hmm. for me. That was the only school I applied to. You can check any record, did not apply to any other school Mm -hmm. because it was all or nothing where I'm going to go out into the workforce and get it done. So I, I I want people to really take an inner look at themselves this year and say, hey, what am I doing in my life? Is it worth it? And I want you to start asking more questions because the the deeper you go down the rabbit hole of asking questions, you unravel a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like you had sent me that um, I forgot the interview, but we were watching it, and he was like, "Why was school even started?" Oh yes, uh, Myron Golden interview. Yeah. So then I ran down that. I was like, Whoa. yeah. He's- Right now, and I went back down, and I'm like, "Oh, schools weren't even started for
0: for what you for what they 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 make it seem like it. You know what I mean? It's it was started basically for childcare. Like we need something to do with these kids. They're taking grown adults' jobs. We need something for them to do during the day. School we
1: need something for them to do. And then this is this is the next level, right? Then I was like, okay, what about retirement? Where did, where did retirement come from? So I went down a deep rabbit hole and uh, this would be our segue before we jump off and stuff like that. Um, I, 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 we got a couple things to do today. So I'll segue into this real quick. But where did retirement come from? It's like people were working in factories. Mm-hmm. Factories is a young person game. Right? Things need to be moved. Heavy objects need to be moved. So we have a 65-year-old man who needs to put food on his table, but he's extremely slow. His production level is low. So if we need 10 boxes moved per day, he's only moving one box. Right. So we're losing money on the other nine boxes. But we can't get him to quit because he's never going to quit on his family. Right. Because he has to provide for them. So that doesn't make sense until his sons or his family is good enough, he has to provide. So how do we get him out? Okay, well, if we just give him a stipend to live off, and then we bring it back, we bring in a young person, then... How can, oh, the money that we would make on bringing in that new person and also giving him a stipend would outweigh the money that we were losing on his, on, on low productivity levels across the board.
0: Boom. Social security,
1: social security, retirement. We're going to get them out of the workforce in order to usher in new people. That's the only reason retirement was created. It's not for leisure, but people still weren't retiring. So they were like, okay, how can we make this cool? Okay golden age. Mm-hmm. This is when you're supposed to go live your life. <laughs> yeah. And marketing. Yeah. It's, it's documented to the T 2 That's the crazy part about it. It's like none of it is hidden. Yeah. Until you start to ask why, okay, this doesn't really make sense. Why would I work for 40 plus years in a job? I hate, I want to continue to specify that because I know people are going to say, well, I love my job. Right. And if you love your job, it's okay. I'm not saying to leave it. I think you should stay there. Mm-hmm. I think you should try to be the best at it. And I think you should try to excel this is only for individuals who hate what they're doing if you hate what you're doing i couldn't fathom hating something for 40 plus years bro boy and it's sad because a lot of the world is
0: like yeah that, right? boy for like, 40
1: plus years bro just
0: hatred but my first 6 months at a at my corporate job when i was there Somebody retired, and six months I was already like, ah man, you know what I mean. And it wasn't that bad of a job; it wasn't. It was just very, just tedious. And somebody this woman was when we were retiring after thirty years, like it was her last day. She was like, and they're like, yeah, man, she's been here for thirty years, and I was just like, thirty years here, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine it. I couldn't. Bro, and it's and it's not because I always want to give
1: her perspective, right? For those of you guys in this role, this is not to make fun of you. No, hell no. Uh, no. This is not. I was, like,
0: I was 22. So you got to think yeah, of my know. perspective.
1: Yeah. It's, it's not to by any means belittle, right? Because my mom worked a job that she hated for 40 plus years. Right. And I love her to death. And that's the reason why I'm in this predicament that I'm in now. And my mom gets taken care of because of that. So she, she sacrificed for me to get to this role. What I'm really trying to get across is, and what Malcolm and I are really trying to get across is that you have more
0: options than you mm-hmm. think. And, more out there. and to, to put a bow on this, when thinking about school and if you have kids who are thinking about school, if you're thinking about school and colleges and things like that, uh, ask the other questions that will lead you, that will hopefully give you a head start um, or you know, put you in a better position than just debt when you get out of school and then you just apply to a job. You know what I mean? Exactly. So on that, no, I think I think I think we're good for the new year, bro. Yeah, man. G- good to see you. You know what I'm saying? Hope everybody is ready for what we're about to bring this year. am super excited. Uh, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a comment. We'll really appreciate it. And follow us. Our Instagrams are in the description below. With that being said, peace. Peace.